Tell me who had believed, had believed our report, and to whom is it revealed, the mighty arm of the Lord. Hello, I'm Kathy Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from here, Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. I remember when I was young, about a teeny bopper is what we used to say, and we would wake up very early in the morning and we would go to Mr. to Mr. McKay's property and have a sunrise service. Mr. McKay's property, beautiful property, had a stream running through it, had a pond, and we would meet there and we would have a sunrise service. And we talked about the resurrection of Jesus. When I came to Water of Life and got the revelation of the gospel through a prophet and apostle, I got the meaning of the resurrection. I got the meaning of the resurrection. And I want to talk today about the immensity of that resurrection. So I'd like you to join with me. I'm going to go to John 19. I'm going to begin in verse 31. It says, The Jews, therefore, because it was the preparation that the body should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day, Said, for the Sabbath day was a high day. Besought Pilate that their legs might be broken, that they might be taken away. Then came the soldiers and break the legs of the first and of the other, which was crucified with him, with Jesus. But when they came to Jesus and saw he was dead already, they broke not his legs. They came to Jesus. The soldiers came to Jesus and saw that he was dead already already. Now I want to bring to your attention that Jesus was dead here on the cross. I want to also bring to your attention that you cannot kill a God. You cannot kill a God. We've got a dead man on a tree. A dead man. A dead man. And he was so dead that the soldiers saw he was dead. They were so convinced that he was dead, they didn't break his legs. Instead, what did they do? They said that one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side and forthwith came out blood and water. And he that saw it bear record. And his record is true. And he knoweth what he saith is true, that you might believe. For these things were done that the scripture should be fulfilled. A bone of him shall not be broken. This is talking about Jesus. And again, another scripture saith, they shall look on him whom they pierced. Now, after this, Joseph of Arimathea, a rich man, being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, besought Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. Pilate gave him leave. And he came therefore and took the body of Jesus. And notice this, and there came also Nicodemus, which at the first came to Jesus by night. Now look, you've got a rich man and you've got a ruler of the Jews. A rich man, a prominent man in Jerusalem and a ruler of the Jews. A ruler, Nicodemus, came and took the body of Jesus. Took the body. By night, brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pounds weight. They took the body of Jesus. 
And they wound it in linen clothes with the spices as the manner of the Jews is to bury. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden. And in the garden, a new sepulcher wherein was never a man yet laid. And there they laid Jesus. Therefore, because of the Jews' preparation day, for the sepulcher was not at hand. Now we have a dead body wrapped in a hundred pound weight of aloes and myrrh. Wrapped. Now let's take a look at that body. I want you to go to Isaiah 52 and 53 with me. I'm going to begin in Isaiah 52 verse 13. Behold my servant. That's remember what died on the cross. A servant of the most high God. Shall deal prudently. He shall be exalted, extolled, and be very high. Now look at this. As many were astonished at thee. His visage was so marred more than any man. More than any man. And his form more than the sons of men. As you read in in the Psalms, every bone of Jesus' body was out of joint. Not broken, out of joint. Every bone out of joint, marred more than any man. His visage, his face, marred more than any man. So they take that dead body, they wrap it in linen. Why did that body, why was it so marred? Why was it so messed up? Let's turn to 53 right there, and we're going to go to verse 5. For he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. So in that tomb is a marred body that didn't even have a form. Why? He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. That is a marred body wrapped up in that linen, a marred body, more than any man, disfigured, not without form. Most likely they had to kind of form it back together just to wrap it in the linen. It's a dead body. The body is dead. You can't kill a God. You can't kill a God. It's a dead body. Now, Jesus died more than one death. He died a physical death and he died a spiritual death. Where was the spirit of Jesus? Where did the soul and spirit of Jesus go? He went to hell. Why? He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. He went to hell because he had our sin and our iniquity in him. And that's where sinners go. They go to hell. Jesus went to hell. He had to because he had your sin and my sin in him. He who knew no sin became sin. Became sin. So now that soul and that body is in hell. In hell. Paying for the sin. Let's take a look at what happened. First, we're going to look from Jesus' perspective. Let's go to Psalm 18. Did you know that the perspective of Jesus, what happened to Jesus in the resurrection, is actually written in the Word of God? Thank God. Thank God. When I was young, we always used to wonder, well, what was it like in the resurrection? 
What was Jesus? No. How many times have we been told Jesus was thinking of you on the cross? Really? Read the Psalms. You'll find out what he was thinking. All right. I'm going to begin in verse 4. Psalm 18. This is Jesus. And you know what's wonderful about this? It's said in the first person. It says I. It's talking about I. This is Jesus speaking. Verse 4, the sorrows of death compassed me, and the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. This is Jesus in hell, afraid. Afraid? It says, the sorrows of hell compassed me about, the snares of death prevented me. Jesus could not get out. He said, in my distress, in my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. Now remember, when he was on the cross, he said, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? The Father forsook him. Now he's in hell. And look what happened in this next phrase. It said, In my distress I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. And look at this next phrase. He heard my voice. He heard my voice. Jesus, it says in Isaiah 53, he said, the father saw the travail of his soul and he was satisfied. Now he hears the voice of Jesus. He said, I cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple and my cry came before him even into his ears. The father now hears him. It said, then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations also the hills moved and were shaken because he was wroth. There went up a smoke out of his nostrils, fire out of his mouth devoured. Coals were kindled by it. Verse 7, the earth shook and trembled. You'll see that in Matthew 28, and we'll go there in a little bit. That earthquake. There went up smoke out of his nostrils, fire his mouth devoured. Coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also came down. Darkness was under his feet. This is Jehovah. This is our Father. This is Jesus' Father. He bowed the heavens, also came down, darkness was under his feet. He rode upon a cherub and did fly, yea, he did fly upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness his secret place. His pavilion round about him were dark waters and thick clouds of the skies. Jehovah is leaving heaven. The Lord also thundered in the heavens and the highest gave his voice, hailstones and coals of fire. Yea, he sent out his arrows and scattered them. He shot out lightnings, discomforted them. Notice this. Then the channels of waters were seen, and the foundations of the world were discovered at that rebuke, O Lord, at the blast of the breath of thy nostrils. Here comes the Father. Here comes Jesus' Father. Jesus in the lowest hell, and here comes his Father. He sent from above. He took me. He drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy and from them which hated me, for they were too strong for me. The Father, the power of the resurrection, goes and gets his son out of hell. He said, they prevented me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my stay. He brought me forth also into a large place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. This is the resurrection.
from Jesus' perspective. This is a man now raised from the dead. Now, let's go to, we're going to go to Matthew 28. What happened now on the earth? Matthew 28, verse 1. In the end of the Sabbath, it began to dawn during the first day of the week. Came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake. We saw that in Psalm 18. There was a great earthquake. For the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone to the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning, his remnant white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers, remember the soldiers, guarding the tomb so that Jesus wouldn't sneak out. He said, for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the women, it said the angel answered and said unto the women, fear not you, for I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here. He is not here. You're not going to find him in the tomb. He is not here. Come, see the place where the Lord lay. That's what happened on the earth. But that's not all. I want to show you the immensity of that resurrection. The immensity. Let's turn back. To Matthew 27, I'm going to go to verse 51. Let's start in 50. This is Jesus when he was on the cross. Jesus, when he had cried with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. Behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom. And the earth did quake and the rocks rent. Now look at this next verse, 52. And the graves were open. The graves, graves were open. Not one grave, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose. Many bodies. That's the same many that they used to describe the multitudes that followed Jesus. Same word. Many bodies of the saints which slept arose and came out of the graves after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared unto many. Many bodies came out of that grave at the resurrection. Many came out of the grave. And they went into the city. Like I said before, knock on the door. You open the door. Grandma. Grandma. Dead grandma. No longer dead. Resurrected. Do you see those bodies were resurrected? Those bodies were resurrected. They had a resurrection. They went through a resurrection. But it didn't end there. It did not end there. I want you to turn with me to 1 Corinthians 15. I'm going to begin in verse 20. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. First fruits. First fruits. We're not talking about one resurrection. We're not talking about one resurrection. We're not talking about Jesus was the resurrection, as in singular. 
He was the first fruits. He was only the first one. Jesus was only the first one resurrected. The first one. We saw many were resurrected with him. Many resurrected. Not just waking up from death. Resurrected. Many resurrected. Jesus was the first one. The first one. Do you see what that resurrection is buying? Do you see what Jesus bought with that resurrection? He not only was resurrected, but many were resurrected with him. Not only that, let's read on. It says, become the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came death. That was Adam. By man came death. If Adam would not have sinned, we'd have never died. But Adam did sin, and we have death. We have death. By one man, by one man came death. But by man came also the resurrection of the dead. By man. Do you see that word? By man. By man also came the resurrection of the dead. What came out of that grave? A man. What was resurrected? A man. A man. The first one was a man. Resurrected. Let's go on. For as in Adam all die. That was the man that brought death. So in Christ shall all be made alive. That was the man that brought the resurrection. The resurrection. Now, 23. That every man in his own order... Christ the first fruits, after that day that are Christ at his coming. Then cometh the end, when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God, even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all enemies under his feet. Do you see that resurrection not only brought Jesus resurrected, not only brought the people that were resurrected with him, but we are going to be resurrected. We are going to be resurrected like Jesus. He was the first one. But you and I will be resurrected, not just changed in a twinkling of an eye to be with Jesus. As we were taught, we are going to be resurrected. Resurrected just like Jesus. Amen. He was the first one. We are going to be just like him. Why? Because that's what the resurrection bought. That's what the resurrection bought. Our resurrection. Amen. Our resurrection. Not just changing a little. Our resurrection. What Jesus went through we will go through. We will be resurrected just like him. Let's move on a little bit. For he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. How does Jesus put all these enemies under his feet when he is sitting by the Father in heaven? How can he put all these enemies of Jesus under his feet? He does it through us. 
He does it through us. Jesus reigns through us, through the gospel. Inside you, if you are born again, inside you is that resurrection. Inside you is the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Inside you is the same Jesus that was raised from the dead. Inside you is the power of the resurrection. Inside you. Inside you is power over every every principality, every power, every might, every dominion, every spirit. That power over it, that almighty is inside you. And what happens when we overcome every spirit? Skip a little hit and we're going to go to verse 42. I'm going to begin in verse 40. There are also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial. But the glory of the celestial is one, the glory of the terrestrial is another. There's the glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, another glory of the stars. For one star differeth from another star in glory. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. It is sown in corruption. You know, we don't know exactly what happened inside that grave. But now that we know that Jesus is the first fruits and we will all go just like he did, this might be what, was it, what happened inside that grave. It said it is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. This is what's going to happen to you. This is what's going to happen to you. It is sown a natural body. You want to know what a natural body is? Feel yourself a little bit. That's a natural body. It is sown in a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body. There is a spiritual body. So that it is written. The first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam was a quickening spirit. Howbeit that is not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterwards that which is spiritual. The first man is of the earth earthly. The second man is the Lord from heaven. That is the earthly. Such as they that are earthly, and as is the heavenly, such are they that are heavenly. And we have borne the image of the earthly, which is what we have now. We shall also bear the image of the heavenly. We shall be just like Jesus just like him. So now I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. We shall be resurrected just like Jesus. Remember, he was the first will follow right along with him. When this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? Inside you is the resurrection. Oh, death, Where is thy sting? O grave, 
Where is thy victory? That is in you. Now, if you are not born again, it is not in you. Remember Jesus said to Nicodemus, the one that helped bury him, he said, you must be born again. You cannot have that resurrection power in you if you are not born again. That resurrection power comes through the man that was resurrected, the first fruits, that's Jesus. And you have to have him in you. If you are not born again, all you need to do is call on the name of the one that was resurrected, Jesus. And his spirit will go into your spirit and your spirit and his will become one. You have to be born again. Now, inside us is the resurrection. Inside us is the resurrection. And one day, we will, with Jesus reigning in us, overcome death. Overcome death. And we will do just like Jesus did. And we will be resurrected. And when we overcome that spirit of death, when it is overcome through us, you know what? We're gone. We're gone. We're out of here. We are with Jesus forever. My God is able to set me a table in the midst of my enemies. Fear have no hold. He anointed my head, my cup runneth over. In my weakest hour, He restored my soul. The Lord is my shepherd, to what shall I never? Leaves me wherever the still waters flow. He'll bring us to Zion, where the lamb and the lion lay down in a place milk and honey shall flow. Day though I walk through the shadows of death, Know thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff. Giving me comfort as he leads me onward. Guiding my steps along his righteous path. The Lord is my shepherd, to what shall I never? He leads me wherever the still waters flow. He'll bring us to Zion, where the Lamb and the Lion lay down in a place milk and honey shall grow. Goodness and mercy shall follow me surely all the days of my life from here evermore. For the shepherd doth lead me, and him will I follow. Forever I'll dwell in the house of the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd, to what shall I never? He leads me wherever the still waters flow. He'll bring us to Zion, where the lamb and the lion lay down in a place milk and honey shall grow. He'll bring us to Zion, where the Lamb and the Lion lay down in a place, milk and honey shall flow. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the musicians from Water of Life Church. 
She'd love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at Kathy, K-A-T-H-I-E, at KathyDavidsonWOL.com. That's W-O-L for Water of Life. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, P.O. Box 861327, Plano, Texas, 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kathydavidsonwl.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.